Another Major League Baseball season has come to an end, at least for the regular season. Unfortunately, the Atlanta Braves ended on a sour note with a loss to the Miami Marlins, but they've got much bigger fish to fry as they enter the postseason. We'll talk about Wednesday's regular season finale and set you up for the postseason as well, giving you my postseason roster predictions. We'll cover all of that on a Thursday episode of Lockdown Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves, your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. Make sure you download the Locked On Sports Atlanta app on Roku and Amazon Fire devices, where you get this show and the postcast with me and Grant McCauley. And I am Jake Mastriani, your host of Locked On Braves. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I am covering the great game of baseball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback you have for the podcast, especially send in your questions right now. I plan to do a mailbag episode here in the next couple of days, so make sure you send in those questions. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Do me a huge favor. Hit that thumbs-up button and that notification bell. It does help support the show a ton whenever you do that. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. We'll have plenty of coverage for you throughout the postseason on today's podcast gonna quickly recap tuesday's spring training game essentially that the atlanta braves and miami marlins played but i do think there were some significant things in there for players looking to earn a postseason roster spot and then i'll give you my postseason roster predictions and they'll give you some news as well leading into what should be a fun wild card weekend glad the braves have avoided it but I am looking forward to watching that baseball action. The Atlanta Braves ended the regular season with a 12-9 and loss to the Miami Marlins. Again, like I said, pretty much a glorified spring training game for both teams, essentially. But at least on the offensive side of things, uh, there were a lot of players grinding out at bats in this game. They certainly weren't weren't throwing in the towel or giving up here. And like I said, there are some Braves players looking for postseason spots, some Marlins players trying to still earn a spot for next year. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of turnover for the Marlins this offseason. They got the pitching staff to get it done. They obviously need some offense, and they got it in this game, scoring 12 runs against the Braves who threw a bullpen game out there uh, with some players who may have been a little tired, maybe even a little hungover after the celebration on Tuesday night. Braves finished with 101 wins, tied with the Mets, but because of that tiebreaker, the Atlanta Braves win the division. Again, I can't tell you enough how big that sweep was against the Mets, how big that game was on Sunday night, and just what that meant. Now, look, if the Braves really wanted to win this game, Max Freed would have pitched. Maybe, you know, they do win and they finish with a better record, and it doesn't matter, but you know, that game on Monday night, very significant. And I kind of, you know, like the fact that they finished with the same record because then it, it's a little reminder to Mets fans what happened in that series in Atlanta and the, the, the Mets getting swept. So 
101 wins, incredible season for both teams, but incredible season for the Braves coming back the way they did after struggling those first couple of months. The offense on Wednesday, nine runs, 15 hits, three walks, 11 strikeouts, six for 16 with runners in scoring position and 10 left on base. Where was this offense in the first two games of this series? I mentioned there were some players in the Braves lineup, you know, looking to earn a spot on the postseason roster, looking to earn a starting spot. Ozuna, three for five, had a big three-run homer that momentarily gave the Braves a six-to-five lead. Robbie Grossman, two for four with a walk. He had two doubles, although you put one of those in quotes because it was a uh, complete misplay by the Miami Marlins defense that dropped in, but still hitting the ball hard, taking some walks, getting on base. And then Rosario, one for five, an RBI, three strikeouts. Look, I'm not putting it all on this game, but for me, I still like Grossman over Rosario, no matter the handedness of the starting pitcher. I think Grossman gives you a little bit better defense. I think overall he gives you better at bats. Yeah, Rosario is capable of going hot and winning an NLCS or NLDS or whatever, like we saw last year when he won the NLCS. But I just like the I like the at bats from Grossman much better. I think he's much more consistent, been much more consistent at the plate. And again, mostly I, I think he's better defensively and I just I don't want to see Eddie Rosario allowing runs as he did on that Friday night with Max Fried on the mound, you know, allowing gift runs to the other team. So and it's not that Robbie Grossman is a gold glover out there by any means, but I do think, you know, he makes the plays that Eddie Rosario doesn't. So for me, I'd make Grossman the everyday left fielder right now and, you know, put Rosario on the bench as that left handed bat, maybe late in the game or in a, a big spot. Dansby starts the game. He starts all 162 games for the Braves. The only player in all of Major League Baseball this year to start all 162 games. Matt Olson played in all 162 games. You'll know he, he didn't start a game a couple of weeks ago as he was in the midst of that big slump, but he did actually come into that game for defense late. So both of those guys play all 162. Dansby starts all 162. Look, not everybody can do that and I think the the jury is still out on whether or not that's good I mean you look at Matt Olson who after getting that off day you know it kind of turned things around so again you know whether that's what's best for a player or not to play all 162 you know I think remains to be seen I think it's person by person I don't think everybody can do it I mean you look at what Dansby has done and you know he has had an incredible year and he started every game but on the flip side, you look at the struggles that Dansby, Riley, and Olsen had in September, you you start to wonder, you know, is that a little bit of fatigue after a long season and playing every game? I mean, if Riley, you know, hadn't missed three games for the birth of his kid, you know, he's likely right there with both of them. So, look, you know, does it does a game off in, in May and a game off in June and July really help you stay focused and ready over the entire season, if you give somebody, you know, five or six days off a year, I, it's hard for me to imagine that that really makes that much of a difference. Again, I think the player just has to be honest with himself, be honest with the coach. If they're feeling fatigued, they need a mental day, a physical day, whatever it may be. I think they just have to be honest, you know, with the coach and tell them that. But, you know, again, props to Dansby for being able to do it and Olsen as well to just go out there every day. I certainly want those guys in the lineup every day. I think they give you the best chance to win. 
but we'll see if a mentality changes going forward again especially after the way those guys struggled in september that perhaps they need some off days throughout the year here and there to keep them fresh down the stretch uh, a lot of fight and good at bats in this game i mentioned it as kind of a a last spring training game and typically in a last spring training game you know that doesn't matter you're ready to kind of get it over you're seeing early swings you're seeing early outs that was not the case in this game again for both sides both both sides of the lineup their hitters put up very good at bats and you know you look at the last at bat of the game Braves had the bases loaded went into the ninth inning down four runs and loaded the bases after scoring a run and Pond Grissom has a 12 pitch at bat before striking out to end the game. So there are a lot of good at-bats in this game. Again, players fighting for a position on the postseason roster, and I thought you could definitely see that for, again, both sides. So that was good to see. Ch Jesse Chavez got blown up a little weird because um, he's been really good for the Braves. I guess he picked a, the best time to have a blow-up if you were ever going to. Again, I saw him as part of the, the, the post-game celebrations on Tuesday, so – Sure, he wasn't fully focused and locked in, but uh, that was just interesting to see. Jesse Chavez actually had a bad outing in a Braves uniform. And then Tyler Matzik, that was the one pitcher I knew was going to pitch on Wednesday that I really wanted to see and see how effective he was, see what his stuff looked like. You know, had a clean first inning, which, you know, if he's coming into a game in a postseason, he's only going to pitch one inning. You know, gave up a couple runs in the second inning that he came out. But still, the stuff is just... It's not there for vintage Tyler Matzik, and it's unfortunate. You know, I, I would love for him to be that big game guy again. Fortunately, the Braves don't necessarily need him. I mean, they have McHugh and Mentor and Iglesias and Jansen. You know, they have their four guys this year that they can get it done with, but just kind of crazy. One year ago, Tyler Matzik was the best reliever in the Braves' bullpen, and this year, you know, I don't even know if he makes the postseason roster. I think he does, but – you know, you could certainly make a case to to leave him off. And again, I didn't see anything on Wednesday that really, you know, changed my opinion on that of him becoming more of a high leverage reliever. But, you know, maybe the postseason ticks things up a, not, a notch and uh, he gets that velocity back. He still can be very good. And I still have confidence in him getting batters out. He's just not that dominant guy that we're used to seeing. So, uh, again, that was the one one pitching side of things on Wednesday that I really wanted to see was Tyler Matzik. And again, a good first inning, uh, not so great in his second inning and the velocity and stuff just isn't as dominant as we're used to seeing from him. All right, next I want to give you my postseason roster predictions. It'll be a while before we actually get a postseason roster, but I want to just go through what I'm thinking right now and what Brian Snicker could be thinking as we gear up for the NLDS. Bet Online is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find. And as always, Bet Online remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-date minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. So as I said, it'll be a while before the Atlanta Braves have to actually announce their postseason roster. 
And the good thing for the Braves, because there's one big piece of the postseason roster that we just don't know about yet, and I think could make all the difference in the world, and that is Spencer Strider. And a little update for him on Wednesday. He played catch again on flat ground. Everything felt good. Still needs to throw off a mound and pass that test before you know they make an official decision on him. But he says he's feeling good. If he can pass that test, then I think we do see him on the NLDS roster. The question then becomes, will he be re- ready and geared up to come back as a starter or would he come back as a reliever or maybe an opener? Um, you know, that will all play itself out. But, you know, the good news is it's looking like Spencer Strider will be available for the NLDS. Again, another big test to pass and uh, throwing off a mound, but certainly some encouraging news on Wednesday. So with that, looking at the projected NLDS roster for the Atlanta Braves, I got Max Freed, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, and Spencer Strider as your four starters. I have them in that order right now. If Spencer Strider's a full go, I would, you know, I would bump him up to the number two spot. I think he's the Braves, you know, second best starter. And, and let me just let me talk a little bit more about Spencer Strider for a second before I go on because. I do think the Braves, obviously the Braves' best chance to win another World Series is with Spencer Strider, and I think it it may be the difference in them winning a World Series and not winning a World Series. Look, as much as was talked about the Braves' offense last year and the big home runs, and it's certainly true, and that's what you know gets on the highlight reels, you know, and, and the bullpen as well, the night shift. But it was also that starting pitching. I mean, they didn't; they only had to go five innings or five plus and turn it over to that bullpen. But the starting pitching was really good for the Braves in the postseason last year, including Ian Anderson, who, you know, is not on the roster this year, but the Braves had some good starting pitching. They're going to need that again. I mean, you have to get to that bullpen with a lead and then you feel really good about your chances. So it becomes very critical what happens in those first five innings. And Spencer Strider obviously gives you the best chance at having a good start because of his dominant type of pitching, such dominance we haven't really seen since John Smoltz, you know, talking about just absolutely, you know, dominant type stuff, strikeout stuff. Charlie Morton has that. I don't fully trust Charlie Morton at this point, but again, Spencer Strider being healthy and being able to start and go long, go deep into games, to me that could, and I hate to put it all on, on one player, but For me, that could be the difference in the Braves winning another World Series or not is whether Spencer Strider can get back to full health and pitch deep into games. So I do think it's highly important. You know, there's there's really two players for me, Max Reed and Spencer Strider. I think the Braves have to have both of those guys if they're going to win a World Series. Um, You look at last year, you had Max Reed and you had, you know, a good version of Charlie Morton up until game one of the World Series. And then Kyle Wright stepped in in Charlie Morton's place and had a big game. So you had two horses at the top of your rotation. You need that again. And while I think Kyle Wright and Charlie Morton can be very good and are capable of giving you, you know, five, six good innings, I feel much better if you have Max Fried and Spencer Strider at the top of that order or top of that rotation. So I do think very important that the Braves can get Spencer Strider back. But again, all signs pointing to him being ready for that NLDS in some capacity. So Max Fried, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, Spencer Strider, We'll figure out the health of Striders in terms of where he fits in 
to that rotation. In the bullpen, I got Kenley Jansen, A.J. Mentor, Rysel Iglesias, Colin McHugh. Those are your top four guys. I think you could, you could throw Dylan Lee in there as well if you needed, you know, to want to play matchups in those fifth, sixth innings. Uh, I think those are your top five guys that you're going to want to use pretty much every night, especially when you have a lead. Those are going to be the guys that Brian Snicker goes to. The other guys I have in the bullpen, Jesse Chavez, Bryce Elder, Jackson Stevens, Tyler Matzik. You know, those will be guys you'd go to, you know, if maybe you wanted to, to save your bullpen, if the game's, you know, out of reach, whether you're up by a lot or down by a lot, those are the guys you probably want to go to. I know Snickers leaned on Jesse Chavez a lot in some big situations. I wouldn't necessarily count on that in the postseason, but, you know, I do feel somewhat comfortable with him in those middle innings, you know, getting you a couple of outs. I like Bryce Elder. For his work down the stretch, if Spencer Strider was going to be an opener and maybe you start him and see if he can get you two or three innings, then perhaps you pass it over to Bryce Elder for another two or three innings to get you to that bullpen. So I like Bryce Elder for that. You know, Jackson Stevens is kind of a mop up, you know, another kind of garbage time reliever or if a game goes into to extra innings. And then Tyler Matzik, he's the last guy I added on again. I think. I think he gets on just because it gives you another lefty outside of Mentor and Dylan Lee. You know, it gives you a lefty if you need him to come in for one batter to get a big lefty out, uh, then I think you could do that. So I have Tyler Matzik on there. Um, as far as hitters go, you know, Travis Darno, William Contreras, Matt Olson, Orlando Arcia, Dansby Swanson, Austin Riley, Robbie Grossman, Michael Harris II, Ronald Acuna Jr., and then on the bench, Vaughn Grissom, Eddie Rosario, Marcelo Zuna, and Guillermo Heredia. Um, I don't necessarily love the bench. You know, Grissom's on there, obviously, as you know, utility player back up, you know, across the infield. Rosario is a left-handed bat off the bench. Ozuna is a right-handed bat off the bench. And then Heredia for a defensive replacement in left field and a pinch runner. Uh, Grissom could also be a pinch runner. So you know, that's my decision for having those four guys. I think you get, again, a, a big left-handed bat with power, a big right-handed bat with power, you know, a utility player who can fill in if needed and can also pinch run in Grissom, and then a backup defensive outfielder and pinch runner in Heredia. So I think those are your best options. In terms of who you're leaving off, I'm leaving off, you know, Adrianza and Jake Odorizzi. I see no need for Jake Odorizzi. Thank you for that, you know, game 160 start to clinch everything, but I just don't see a need for him at this point. I would I would actually love to get Adrianza on there as a as a switch hitter and another utility type player. If you wanted to leave off Jackson Stevens because you have Bryce Elder and Jesse Chavez who can, you know, be those kind of garbage time guys if needed. I think you could leave off Jackson Stevens and go with another, an extra bench player and put Adrianza on there. I think that's a, de a decision that, you know, Snicker can make and I wouldn't be upset at that. Um, I would, if the Braves had a healthy catcher, if Chadwick Trump were, were he actually healthy, I would not be surprised if Snicker carried an extra catcher, especially for the fact that I think having Travis Darnot and William Contreras both in the lineup is the best lineup that the Braves can put out there. So Having another catcher would be helpful, but I just I don't know who that would be for the Braves right now. So again, that's what the roster would be for me right now. Let me know, you know, your suggestions. What would it be for you? Who would you add on there or who would you leave off? Let me know in the comments below. 
Again, we got several more days to kind of discuss and talk about this, but the biggest thing is Spencer Strider and his health, when he can get back, how effective he can be, and how much he can throw, how deep he can go in a game. That's going to be the biggest thing to watch over these next five days is the health of Spencer Strider. All right, next, I want to go through the stats for the, the season for the Atlanta Braves and where they finished in all of Major League Baseball. We'll talk about that next. The Atlanta Braves, obviously one of the best teams in all of baseball, and the numbers certainly prove that out. Uh, don't want to bore you too much here, but I did want to run through the numbers real quick and the rankings for the Atlanta Braves. They finished the season third in total runs, eighth in hits, fourth in doubles, second in home runs. Again, showing off that power. Fourth in doubles, second in home runs, and you know leads to them being first in all of baseball and slugging. Uh, so that's you know obviously we've talked about it. That is the Braves' recipe for success: getting those extra base hits. 19th most walks. You would certainly would love to see that be a little bit better, especially because they have the second most strikeouts in all of baseball. But again, you know, the Braves live and die by the extra base hit. They're going to strike out at times, but they're also going to get a lot of home runs, a lot of doubles. And when that's happening, this Braves offense is going to be very successful. Middle of the road in stolen bases at 15, ninth in on base percentage. You would love to see that again be a little bit higher with some more walks. And I think in the postseason, when you're going to see better at bats, you're going to see players locked in for every at bats. I think you'll see, you know, more walks perhaps, although they'll be facing better pitching. But I do think the at bats will be a lot better. Second and OPS again because of that high slugging percentage. And then you look at the advanced metrics. First in barrels per plate appearance, the Braves put the barrel on the baseball. Second in hard hit percentage and second in average exit velocity. And then this one I thought was really cool as well. They were second in all, in all of baseball and average home run distance at 406 feet. So the average home run for the Atlanta Braves this year was 406 feet. That only trailed the Colorado Rockies, who obviously have a little bit of advantage in their home ballpark. So Braves hit the ball really hard. They hit the ball really far. And that obviously is a recipe for success in the postseason for the Atlanta Braves on the pitching side of things, fifth in ERA, seventh in whip, fourth in average against really good 16th. Most walks would love to see that come down. And I think, you know, when you see the Braves better pitchers, obviously, then you'll see that, you know, be better in the postseason. second in strikeouts, uh, second in barrels per plate appearance, appearance percentage. So again, don't give up a lot of barrels, seventh and hard hit percentage against, and sixth in average exit velocity again. So don't give up a lot of hard hits. You know, you lay it all out like that. And I think you could say just by the stats, the Braves are easily a, a top five offense in all of baseball. And they're one of the, I, I think you could say top eight pitching staffs in all of baseball. And again, I think when you, when you narrow it down to the top guys, they're going to use in the postseason: Freed, Strider, Wright, Morton, you know, Jansen, Iglesias, Minter. Uh, you know, I think they have, when you just go, you know, by that six of the seven, you know, best pitchers, I think they're one of the best pitching staffs in all of baseball. They've had one of the best bullpens in all of baseball all year long, especially in the second half and especially over the last month plus. So again, you know, obviously the record shows it that the Braves are one of the top teams in all of baseball. The numbers back that up and the numbers tell you exactly how this Braves team wants to get it done in the postseason. Very, very similar to last year, you know, good starting pitching, 
hand it over hand it over to an excellent bullpen and get some big home runs from your offense. You know, that's the recipe. Will it work? You know, only time will tell. Uh, but that is certainly the Braves' way to win another World Series. Get the long balls, get some great pitching uh, from your starters, and turn it over to an excellent bullpen and try and get it done. So those are the numbers for the Braves, the rankings for this year, a great regular season for the Atlanta Braves. But now it's time for the postseason, and there's nothing better than postseason baseball. I'm really looking forward to sitting back, watching this wild card weekend, being glad that we are not part of it, um, and just resting up and getting ready for next Tuesday. But this wild card action this weekend should be a lot of fun. We'll preview, obviously, who the Braves could be facing uh, we talked about this on the postcast a little bit last night, but I think if I had to lean one way, it would be the Phillies. Braves are just more familiar with them, and you get them at home. And the Cardinals have some sort of voodoo magic in October that I don't really want to mess with, but the National League has so many good teams. It's going to be a difficult road, but it was a difficult road last year. Look, may I remind you, the Braves went through the best pitching staff in all of baseball against the Brewers. They went through the best team on paper in all of baseball in the Dodgers, and then they beat the best team statistically in the Houston Astros. So it was a tough road for the Braves last year. They went through it. It's going to be another tough road this year, and I still believe the Braves can get it done. But we will talk about that more over the next couple of days as we gear up for the NLDS. That will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On MLB, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and unique perspective on every team, talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. You can follow me at ShortstopBall. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 